Welcome to the God is Not an Asshole podcast. If you are one of the many people done with religious dogmatism, hang on. You might sense transcendence, but your church or other faith community never seem to get off the ground. You realize that honoring your conscience means more than fitting in and keeping hard to explain rules? Hang on. You could probably think of the goodness in your tradition, and you tried your best to save that baby, but there's so much bathwater. Join your hosts, David Norman Moore Jr. in California and Carrie Connolly in New Jersey, who are collaborating to bring on guests who have found life on the other side of fundamentalism. Guests with stories of how they have liberated themselves from beliefs that divide us from each other. None of our guests' narratives are identical, but we hope you'll find something in common with each of them. We invite you to experience our common bond as we all inspire even more of us to embrace the true self. In one of the more recent events uh, earlier this year, I think, yeah, it was in Black History Month, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, you sang this song. Um, and so I went up to you uh, in, at that moment, really, and I just said, uh, Vivian, now, can you sing that at our church Easter Sunday? And I know, I know 50, 11 thoughts went through your mind. <laughs> when, when I said the word church. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, and then I found out later, Diane told me, cause she, you know, she talks to you too. And she was talking about, we have similar, um, denominational backgrounds, mm -hmm. um, can you say something about that? Yes, honey. Foot stumping, high praising, all of that, honey. Like mostly like a Baptist, <laughs> uh, Kojic uh, type of background that I had. So uh, lots of uh, not afraid to say whatever they want to say type people in my mm. life. And lots of judgment, lots of all of that. But also the beautiful thing is a lot of encouragement. If you say that you're going to do something, they're going to encourage you to do it, right? And so when I was... I'm five years old and I was in Sunday school and I was like, I am not interested in any of this. And she was like, what are you interested in? I was like, music, I want to sing. And that's why I wrote my first yeah. song. Right. And so they were definitely encouraging and they're going to make sure that they're going to figure out a way to get you connected. Um, but with all of that connection is judgment. Right. And so um, it was kind of like this most of the time. And so as I grew up in church, I started to go on my own. Nobody yeah. forced me to do it. Um, and I loved it, but there were times when the preacher would get up there and do his thing. And just when I thought I was as high as I can to God, knock me right down. Mm. Right. And so I was like, well, church is not for me anymore. I made that decision. And I said, I'm not going to go to a, a place that's supposed to be all loving and experience the hate that I experienced. So I'm not going to do it. And notice I say the church. Notice I say people did that to me. Notice I did not say God. And so mm. I think that's what happened to me. I had to differentiate the people from mm. God mm. because that is the, that is the most important lesson yeah, that I've learned uh, thus so far important. with my faith is I stopped listening to folks, you know, and everybody's like, oh, I'm a prophet and I'm a this and I'm a that. You know what? I'm a child of God. So mm. that means that I have a direct line as well. That means that when God wants me to know something, God's going to put it within me to know it. Okay. I know he sends people. To, yes, to yes. me as well. Mm -hmm. But I know that God's going to give me that spirit of discernment to be able to do that for my life. And so whatever you got is just an add on. So, it is not the end all be all. And so, we, so I, I really switched up that, that whole thing. And like you said, mm -hmm. a thousand things came into my mind with that church part. 
But you know what? Can I just say this to, to you? It was you. Mm-hmm. It was you. Okay. Mm-hmm. You as a vessel came to me and, and gave me that thought. And after those thoughts mm-hmm. happened, they happened very quickly. Yeah. I said, it's because it's you. I'm going to do it. Thank you. Yeah. And while we were, while you were working on your technical difficulties, David, and coming back into the room, um, Vivian and I were talking and she was saying a little bit about her experience at church yeah. and how it's oh, been talk about, talk really about beautiful. Church then. Literally yeah, yeah. transformative. <laughs> I told every time I go, I have, <laughs> every time I go, I have a release of tears, which I was telling Carrie, I don't do on a, on a normal basis. <laughs> I feel like I, at first I thought it was all dried up because yeah. I did it so much when I was a kid. But I, every time I go, I get reconnected and I feel God like literally pouring over me. And every single time I go, every single time I go and Carrie, listen, I go to church, right? Mm-hmm. And I go straight to drag brunch afterwards. <laughs> I love it. Can I go too? <laughs> okay. I go straight to, to, to drag brunch after because I, I host I it. it. And so yeah. I was like, I it. it's just such a contrast going from that to that. Yeah. But but really, at the end of the day, you're doing the same thing. That's what I was about to say. You, you really, yeah. Vivian, you go to church. And then you go to church. Totally. <laughs> it's so cool. Totally. It's so cool. So great. I love yeah. it. I, going back to the ways that, that people, um, I, and this is not a question, this is just the conversation starter, but I, I, the way that people can talk over us, that um, image was so driven home for me through my own experiences. And I loved this image that, and I don't even know where it comes somewhere from a scripture, I think, but this idea that God, God hovers over us and sings a song over us. Right. And I just thought that that was so beautiful. And knowing that my kids, the morning and the nighttime is one of the most impactful moments, um, in a, in a child's developing child's life that I made the, um, much to their chagrin made the commitment that every morning I would wake them up and I would say, Good morning, handsome, strong, intelligent, kind, generous, Evan or Delaney. It's, you know, time to wake up and bring your greatness to the world, you know? And I would say that to them every single morning and they'd always be like, mom, you know, but I know that it made a difference. I really, I really do because I think it instilled in them a voice that even when I'm at my worst and I have, I say something that I have to go back and apologize for, which is often, (laughs) I feel like I've left that, that groundwork of, mm-hmm. of, a, of a voice that says, I am beautiful. I am capable. I am intelligent. I am strong. And so I really, I'm curious to know, like, for those of us who did not necessarily grow up with that, like myself, mm-hmm. um, how do you, how do you build that in yourself? How do you build that, that voice? How do you rewire that voice in your head to say, I am resilient. I am strong. I am beautiful. I am worthwhile. I am valuable. How do you do that? Um, what has worked for me is, is, is getting back to me, right? Is being able to redirect the energy back to me. Yeah. And I think that you did a, you said something very beautiful and, and it was just one word. It was your, right? When you said your greatness to the world, like how you put mm. ownership on that and how you allowed them to see, like, this is your time. You know, you're putting power back into your kids by saying that, right? 
because that the power the is always taken away from them as soon as they walk out that door. Right. It's just taken away. But when you say bring your greatness to the world, that gives them this choice, you know, which mm-hmm. is, I think people argue about this all the time, but I think the most powerful thing that we have in this world next to love is choice. Mm-hmm. Because you, get to, you make choices every single day. I make the choice to, to choose joy. And so how that drives me means that when things are supposed to affect me, they don't because I live in a joyful choice, right? I wake yeah. up and I say, I'm choosing joy. So when things get me mad, I get it. You know, I still allow myself to feel, but ultimately I'm driven by joy. So I'm not going to see if somebody's going to be trying to hurt me all day. I'm just not in that. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for it. And it's <laughs> you know? really, it can be, yeah. And it can be really easy to give away your power of choice. Like in subtle, small, tiny little period, you know, moments of self-abandonment when you go, you know what? It does. I'm not going to fight die on this hill about what we watch on TV tonight, or I'm not going to, you know, when really, I don't want to sit through another viewing of saving private Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. You know, like, you know, and Diane didn't want to sit just, through the first one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like just the, the willingness to use your voice mm-hmm. to state, this is what I want. This is what I desire. Um, even if I don't know the big picture right now in this moment, I want, you know, a blueberry bubbly instead of whatever I got. Right. So like this is that power of choices is so very important. So I think that you pointing that out is really, I love that. I, I, I like, And that. I think that that just answered your question too. It's like, you get back to owning your choices. That's all. If, mm-hmm. When you can reinstate that and you can say, I don't want to do it. I want to do it. I'm doing this because, and you're being very honest with yourself in those choices that you're making. I think then and only then do you get this power to be able to kind of transcend and transform yourself into getting back to, to this. This is important. Yeah. And people are important yeah. too. Your family is mm-hmm. important. Your husband, wife, or whoever your partner is, is important. Your kids are important. All of these things are important, but you are too. And we lose mm-hmm. that. Somehow we just c- continuously lose it. I love, love, love women so much. And then when they become mothers, uh, the, the biggest mantra is, oh, it's not about me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, baby, right. no, it's mm-hmm. about you. And that's mm-hmm. even more important at this point. Yes. Because yes. in order for you to stay in integrity with being a mom, that means that you have to be filled, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So when you're giving mm-hmm. that off to somebody else, Right. Your son, your daughter, you know, whoever that is that you are investing that care and love into, they have to know that you are full, too. Right. Because you are setting that example every single time. So that choice is important. It really is. And getting back to that and being honest with those choices, too, makes a world of a difference. You you know, I wanted to find out, uh, Vivian, just to just go a little bit more with... uh, you talked about how music um, nourished you so much when you were young, but then you would hear in the midst of all of the joy, something hateful, something, mm-hmm. you know, like a, like a dagger, really, just in the middle of everything. And you, I think, Vivian, you're not alone. I think that this is a very common uh a uh, struggle for a lot of people they really appreciate. And when they're not experiencing, they miss the music. 
they, they, you know, the nourishment of, you know, I, 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 I know someone who is, uh, an indigenous scholar, um, who left Christianity after becoming aware of, you know, the, the colonialism and all of that, uh, embedded, so to speak, in the religion. But she still listens to the music. She still, you know, she, she rejects everything except for the music. And, and she says, because it's so pure, it's between me and God right now. And, and uh, just so elaborate on that for a minute. I don't even know how to explain it. To be honest, like, and this is, and this is where I come from that space of like, there has to be something. If you don't believe in God or the, the Christian God or whatever the God is, right? This is where I was like, this is, it's a hard no for me to not believe in something because I feel that way. And when I'm at church and I feel the pouring of something happening, and maybe it's just a thought or whatever people will overly explain the science behind it. But let me tell you, I don't feel that every day. Mm. Okay. Mm. And when I feel that in those moments and I feel that pouring over me, I'm like, this, there's something that it has to be mm -hmm. something. And it always happens to me through music. It has mm -hmm. always happened to me as a kid through music. And what I think it, it, it does for me is that the words of songs, right? Because we craft them beautifully um, as songwriters and they, and, and it invokes something, you know, from a past or a mm -hmm. memory or whatever experiences. And I think that's what music does, and especially gospel music. The way that they sing I Love You or like they get into to the worship part of it, it takes you out of this world, I think. Thank and you. I think mm -hmm. that's why people cannot let go of the music and let go of everything mm -hmm. else is because they feel something in that music that they cannot hear in the word of God because it's an interpretation, right? Yeah. And these in this music is open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. Right. So whatever you feel about, I love God or, you know, I love this or I do this. or I worship you. It means different to yeah. every single person who hears it. So how do, we, how do we resolve this? Because, you know, there will be people listening to this who are dealing with the same thing. They're like, man, I need that music. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm not comfortable with the rest of the the, you know, the presentation, if you will. Um, how do we resolve this? Okay, so first and foremost, can, can church services have like a whole service of music, please? That's all I don't, <laughs> you know, because then therefore, you know, some people can just come and stay for that and I'm like, okay, I'm out, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But that's a thought. The other part of that is, is, is really sitting with yourself and say, hey, like, what type of relationship do you want with God? And then you start building it. Mm. You know? I think it's also really important i'm sorry go ahead. i didn't realize you had more to say go ahead no i'm good i'm good go ahead oh okay i i think it's also really important to to recognize too that there can be some really bad theology woven into really good music yes. right yes. and and that's really especially in the church world that i came from which was the shiny tooth pastor smoke machine skinny jean mm -hmm. you know like that whole vibe and they, you know there there's some really really bad theology in some songs that are really like they're really earworms, you know, yeah. they really get into you. They're fun to sing. They feel good. But when you actually look at the, at the words, they're bad theology. Yeah. And yeah. I, so I think it's really important to, to number one, recognize that. And then the other thing that I wanted to, to mention in response to what you were saying earlier about like the science of it, there actually is science that says that, you know, vibrations of music sung communally. Mm -hmm. And that's the point that I really want to make 
sung communally, enter our, our bodies, literally, and our heartbeats begin to beat in synchron- synchronicity with each other. Mm. There are amazing things that happen to our bodies when we sing in community. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of um, what is so beautiful about um, performance, performers such as yourself is that you can be, because that can be used for what evil, like if you think about some national you know, national anthems that may be really problematic. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not even talking necessarily about the American one, although there's serious issues there, but, you know, there, nationalism as is one of the ways that music can be used for evil. Right. But when it can be used to be uplifting mm-hmm. and to be inclusive and, and when it can be uh, used to uplift love, that is something um, that is literally entering our bodies through, through vibration, which is mm. really, really cool. So um, I think that's just, I, I, that's why I'm so appreciative of performers like you. Thank you. <laughs> I totally <laughs> agree with that. I totally agree. And, and you know, one of the, uh, you know, I, I really do seek for ways for us to level everything um, to, to let music be music among us, but let's not break off from the flow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Vivian, you've seen how we do this. We, the, the sermon is not the final word, yeah. but the, it's the conversation that happens afterwards. Yeah. And you've seen us, we've incorporated people remotely interacting and people in the room. Mm-hmm. And so there's a different kind of sense of ownership, I think, of, of liberty and ownership because it's not just about one speech, even though there's a preparation to inspire and encourage people, ultimately it is, it is a dinner table experience. And I'm, I'm just still trying to find out how to, to, to see all this pull together. And pandemic helped us because we always had open mic at the end, but Mm. when we went to zoom, it was like such a natural thing um, to to let people uh, you know have an opportunity to speak up, so we, we you know it didn't start with the pandemic, but the pandemic kind of um, punctuated it for us and uplifted and said you're doing a you're doing a normal thing. It, it feels normal to mm-hmm. me, and yeah, it would be yeah. it would be less than normal for us to just like end, um, mm-hmm. you know, like let's all sing and let's leave. It would fe- be very abrupt as you know, for, for the way that we operate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're almost out of time, but I would love to hear the, you know, David promised me <laughs> that I was going to get to hear um, some of this amazing power that emanates from you. So I would love yeah, to <laughs> I don't know if the, if the audio is going to be good. I'm just gonna play the track and I'll just do it. Oh, okay, you know. but you know, you don't know if the audio is gonna be good. But Vivian, you will I'm a- <laughs> compensate. I'm, I mean, I assure you that. Yeah. You. <laughs> Let me find this, and then uh, we can get to it. So, is this that song or something? Yeah, else? it's that song. It's that oh, okay. song. Cool. I, I wanted to be able to do a little bit of that. Uh, I'm sad. <laughs> it's not coming up. It's not like uh, uh, downloaded or like downloading really? and playing. You know what? This is going to stop me, but I ain't going to let it. Let me tell you that. 
There you go. I'm not going to let it. Uh... And we will, we will rest with you as you locate it. But at the same time, sure. I know that you can do it. You are enough without it. So just to I affirm that. It. Okay. It's going to probably have to be without it because I'm like, yeah. I can't figure this out. But okay. Well, excuse me. Okay. Listen. You're going to hear all this types of stuff. And if anybody's watching this, you're going to see all these facial expressions on my face. But just know that I'm in the spirit, all right? <laughs> it is all good. All good. <laughs> um, get a little something. Um, okay. And the song is called um, Free. And um, it, it kind of developed with just like my life story about like just releasing from everything and everybody um, and getting back to center and feeling this sense of freedom, okay? Um, and I wrote it for a TED Talk that I did because they allowed me to do a song before I, before I um, did the talk. So that's how it kind of came about. But it's, um, I wanted to give you all of me, but you only want that. The parts you picked for me, and now I must choose me, even if it means I'll lose you. And I can't keep up this fight, cause it's tearing me apart. No conditions to my love. I'm free, I'm light, I'm love. I've given all I could take. No more walls closing in. It's to me that matters in the end. This can be it. I want more. There's more to life than that you said. For me, dark times would come, but I play in my feet and I do what's best for me. Take off the anchor and set me free and watch what I will be. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm free. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Honestly, it's one of those, uh, I'm a little bit of horse because I did a show yesterday, but um, it's one of those songs that really gets me back to center, right? But um, I just take off everything and, and give me back to me so I can be free. But yeah. That's the gist of it. If you want to like check out the whole thing, uh, the I believe, please, um, folks can go to just YouTube and type in Vivian Storm TED Talk, <laughs> and, oh, and it'll, okay. it'll come awesome. out. It'll come out, and then I mean, it has it with the piano and it's live too. So if they want to check that out, they can do that. Um, voices. Awesome. Uh, Is it also available like on iTunes or anything like that? Or not we're yet? working on it. We're working on it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, Notice I said not yet. I said not yet. You better speak it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And uh, I I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all loving it and wanting to hear it. And 
David, uh, thank, you thank you so much for always like believing in that song too. Because when I did it at church, I did it at the church the first time that I got there, and the tears start to come down. <laughs> not, but, 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 but not just your tears. Yes, because around <laughs> the room, everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Yes, yes, that is so amazing, and I think it's um, it's so beautiful because. It speaks to, I, I, I have been saying in my own life, I am committed and I reserve the right to my own becoming, right? And I think that that is what that speaks to, right? Is, is the idea that we are all becoming that which God intended us to be, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, and that, that one of the biggest parts of that is throwing off the expectations of other people. Um, and the ways they keep us small and boxed in and, um, mm-hmm. and according to their little plans. Right. Right. And how the, and how yeah. our past like dictates everything. Right. Yeah. Like me coming yeah. from what I've come from, it's like, that's supposed to drive my life. No, I, right. I put, put that trauma in the back, in, in, in the trunk, not in the back seat Cause I don't want you looking in your, in your mirror, looking at it, you know, mm. put that in the trunk, <laughs> carry it with you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to be there, but it doesn't get, it get, doesn't get to be in the driving seat. And you don't get to look at it every time you're trying to make a choice to go forward, Thank you know? You. And so, and I think that that song embodies that it's like, let it all go. Take all the anchors, all of that, set yourself free and get your guidance from wherever you get your guidance from. But the destination is forward. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's not hey, everybody. Bad. You've been listening to Vivian Storm. This has been the Vivian Storm experience today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next week we'll go back to God is not an asshole. But this time it is the <laughs> Vivian Storm experience. Rightfully and so. Rightfully we just, so. Uh, <laughs> Love you, Vivian, and, and thank you so much for for being a light in our community and a light in so many other places. Thank you. Mm, thank thank you. you. I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you so much for being here today. We are people who have left behind performance-based religion and the shame that comes with it. Maybe you have a personal liberation story to tell, and we want to know about it. Please contact us on Twitter at God is not an asshole or text 805-703-8393 because the world needs to know that God is not an asshole.